I left my 9 to 5 to build my own million dollar business. The real question is, how will I do it without VC funding or debt you completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only affiliate marketing. My name is Pascal Kurz and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Secrets. Hey, what's up, fam? Um, today I have the privilege to interview super affiliate Spencer Mikan. He has been around in the affiliate marketing space for a long time. And as you can see in his background, he's um, one of the, he's actually the first affiliate who hit uh, 1 million in commissions with ClickFunnels. And also, he's a dream car winner. So, uh, welcome uh, on this interview, Spencer. I'm so I'm so excited to have you on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Give me the intro there, right here and here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I really love your story and how you tell it as well. Like when you were on Hawaii and um, started your online journey. So could you give us a brief overview um, of how you got started into the online world? Yeah, we'll go how I got into the online world and then how I got into the affiliate marketing world. Because, um, yeah, originally it wasn't affiliate marketing. Um, mm. It uh, So it started actually by by reading the book uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, if you oh. guys, if it's a lot of people, I don't know if you've read, have you read that? Yeah. You have heard that. So that, that's not about online marketing at all, you know, but it is about kind of like a different lifestyle than you traditionally are, are taught. And at the point of me reading that book, uh, there was there was no other route in life, you know, for me, except for going to college, going to four more years of college, you know, getting the master's and then working for 40 years. It, yeah. Like I, I just didn't know an alternative existed, right? Like I would have jumped on anything as soon as I knew about it, but I had no idea there was an alternative to that life. Like besides like being homeless, right? Like those were the two, <laughs> those were, those, those were where you do in life, you're homeless or you go to eight years of college. And so when I read that book, I was like, whoa, like this is so much better than what I'm gearing up for right now. You know, like I don't care if it takes a long time. This is like way, it sounds way more interesting. Even if I don't make a million dollars off it. It just yeah. sounds more fun than going to work every day and doing the same thing. And so uh, my, my reading that book got me into the stock market, actually. And uh, that just about sent me back to school because I was not very good at trading the stock <laughs> market. But, uh, but after a year of kind of like attempting, you know, attempting to make money on the stock market, sounds so easy, but it's just so hard. <laughs> um, I tried real estate for like six months to a year, you know, kind of another strategy Robert Kiyosaki teaches. And then that's when I found out about affiliate marketing is after kind of like flopping at those two things, but, but already had, but the mindset shift had already occurred, right? That there was an alternative to the, to the traditional way. And so now I was open. So I'm kind of glad I found out about affiliate marketing at that point because I was open to anything at that, at, you know, at, at that place in life. Yeah. So a coworker, and you might remember this, this is where a coworker showed me this vacuum cleaner website that he was building this affiliate marketing. He reviewed vacuum cleaners. That was all he did. Like <laughs> talk, talk about niche down, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so this just ugly, like 50 page website that reviewed vacuum cleaners was making him more money than, 
probably about as much as me and him combined were making it work. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know why he was still working, but, um, <laughs> but so you showed me that and I was like that, whatever you're doing to make ugly websites, make that much money. I want to do that. And, uh, it, it was low risk. I didn't have a ton of money at the time. So it was, it was low risk, low money. And, uh, so I still, you know, blogging still, I'm still like building up a blog, but it, uh, but an affiliate marketing blog is where I started. And I, that's kind of like where most of us start. I don't know, have you ever done a blog? Um, I wanted to. <laughs> wanted to. Okay. I feel like everyone kind of like when they get into affiliate marketing, blogging is kind of the only way they, they've heard about it. So like a blog, yeah. I guess that's how it starts. And that was me too. Um, I didn't know enough about it. So I struggled and failed for the first year of blogging to the point of just giving up on blogging. Um, <laughs> But eventually, like a YouTube video took off. One of my one of my attempts at YouTube video, and if you if you went whack if you went back and watched that video, you would die. Like it is so it's such a poorly made video. You know, it's like <laughs> oh man, just so bad. I didn't even show my face on it because I didn't dare. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it, it but it blew up. It blew up on YouTube. Blew up with affiliate commissions, and um, and so from then on out, like that's been my primary. I love YouTube. Everything I do. It focuses a lot on YouTube, and I, I do blogging still. I do Facebook group, you know. I do TikTok, but but YouTube's kind of my core, what I consider my my core money maker. Mm. Awesome. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you said YouTube is your focus. Um, we have a lot of beginners here in this group, so and in the audience as well. Like, what would you suggest um, beginners to start with? Like, is there a special uh, kind of platform you would? A beginner suggest to start with um so a, a couple different ways to make that choice uh, the first one is you need to know how fast you want to make money and so mm-hmm. like youtube typically no one's thrown out a youtube video and making money you know the next <laughs> next week or next week or two um mm-hmm. so if you're coming in like hey you know this is this is my side hustle but i kind of need money by like the, the end of this month to pay my rent <laughs> then you don't <laughs> youtube's not going to be your place <laughs> Um, and so I say, if you want to build a long-term passive income, you've got time to, you know, you, you can work for a few months and not make money. You want to do YouTube or you want to do a blog. Like those, those are what build the passive income, the hammock lifestyle that, that I talk about a lot and things like that. <laughs> um, but if you want, if you're just like, Hey, I just want money and I need money fast. high do high ticket affiliate marketing on a platform like Facebook. And the reason for that is, is one, most of you already have a Facebook audience. You've already got one, two, three thousand people sitting there that can be sold to, right? So you don't have to start from zero. And then two, Facebook's algorithm is much more built around fresh, right? So you can make a post today and three, four, five, you know, you make a good post, a thousand people in your audience are going to see it today or tomorrow. And YouTube's just not like that. And so if you want to to get some money fast, that's where you want to go. You want to get into high ticket for marketing with, I would say Facebook or even like TikTok or any of those social platforms mm-hmm. like Instagram that are instantaneous results, right? That, that show your stuff very quickly to people. Um, but then they disappear just as quickly, right? Like three days later, that post is done. No one will ever <laughs> see it again. Yeah. So you've got to put more content, more content out and more content out. And so it's, it's a different, you know, you got to continually work and it's a different way of doing it. Um, but one gives you money now and one is a slow build for passive income. Okay, that's a great rub around. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've talked about uh, mindset shift um, from the Rich Dad Poor Dad um, book. Um, so what were the major mindset shifts that you had to go through in order to like, 
get from uh, go from zero to now a hero for a lot of people in the affiliate marketing space? Couple ones. I mean, the, the one big one was that you don't have to be a, a millionaire to be like to make money, more money with money, and and just yeah. the idea of like I was like I'm not a millionaire now. I won't be a millionaire until I'm 60 because you know I'm that's the way a job works, and, and then I can go and invest in stuff. So just the idea of like there are tons of people starting from the bootstraps, and they're not like inventing companies like Amazon or something, right? Like they're just you know behind the scenes making good money. So like just the idea that that was possible, and then uh, probably the biggest one was I didn't I didn't have to be tied down to my time for making money for the rest of my life. Like I didn't for the rest of my life, I wasn't going to have to trade time for money. And, and that mind shift was the, the, the huge one. And like, that's been my pursuit from the moment I read that book. Like, okay, how can I get to where my time and my income are not directly correlated? And, uh, and that, I mean, affiliate marketing is great at that, right? Like you, you, you build, you build the business right and it can run very well in the background while you go do other things. Yeah, like ch hanging out in a hammock. <laughs> like hanging in a hammock, yeah. I actually work, the hammock is actually my office. I work in the hammock and then I go hang out <laughs> other places. <laughs> that is the lifestyle that uh, people are um, actually pursuing in a free marketing. Yeah, right? yeah it, it, that's, that's where's the show there. There's the logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is, this is great. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of people have the problem that they don't don't know where to get started, right? I see so many people like asking me, where do I get started? I don't know how to get started. Um, we talked about a platform already, but um, could you explain for like a beginner where he should he or she should get started in the space? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, good question. Um, and I, I break it down into four points. So one yeah. one is your niche, your category, your topic, whatever it's going to be, right? Um, yeah. And I always say pick a niche and then pick a go, – go down as many layers as you can in your niche. What I mean by that is like instead of saying like, well, I want to help people be healthy, so I'm going to go to the health niche. Yeah. Um, the health niche is huge, right? There's, there's so much direction. And – and the reason you don't want to just stop there by choosing the health niche is it'll be hard to, uh, to promote products to your audience because you won't really know what your audience wants, right? So let's say you, you yeah. make a YouTube video on how to get um, good abs, like how to build up abs. So now you start building this audience of people that are working on their abs. Then you make a YouTube video about like how to uh, lose weight post-pregnancy, right? Like totally different direction. Well, now you've got like these like dudes that are trying to be strong and these women with three kids that are trying to get back down to their you know pre-pregnancy weight. How are you going to like, what are you going to promote that applies to both of those? <laughs> and, and you're not. And so you, you haven't niched down enough. And so you, you need to niche down until your audience is really cohesive. And then you know, like exactly what products your audience will want best. You know, like if you build a whole audience around abs, well, perfect. You know, P90X is like this great product. that's all about getting abs. And so you can promote that and you'll have a lot more success than if your audience is just broad people like looking to be healthy. Mm. So like you could say like, I'm, uh, I'm looking, you know, my niche is health. But even deeper than that, it's men's health. Even deeper than that, it's building muscle, you know, not, not the losing weight side or not the eating side. It's the building muscle side of men's health. Yeah. Or you could say the eating side of men's health. So I'm, it's, my niche is men's health and it's diets, like how to eat right. And so basically just, just take a few layers and go down a few layers until you lock in this like smaller audience. 
And as strange as it sounds, you'll make a lot more money that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, that's step one. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. I just <laughs> no I stopped worries. there. You, um, so you, you've chosen this category. You've kind of built yeah. this idea of who your dream audience is, and um, and then you, you pick a few products. Like I always say, like mm-hmm. three three products to start that are like totally tied in, perfectly tied into the audience you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You build a lead magnet. Okay, and this is all just one step at a time. You build a simple lead magnet. This should take you like less than a day. Just okay. something that that audience would really want. Um, and that could be, I mean, it could be a million different things, right? But, um, so the men's health thing, it could be like uh, a 30 day guide to, to a six pack or something like that. Right. And it's just super simple PDF or something like that. So you've a little lead magnet and, uh, and a landing page to, to send people to get the lead magnet, a really simple Mm -hmm. landing page. That whole, that whole process should take a day, like eight hours. And then, and then it just comes down to content. You say like, if everything matches, right, your lead magnet, your landing page, the affiliate programs you promote and the niche are all like very correlated. They're exactly correlated to that, that target person you've built. Then you just need to start creating ta- content that, that appeals to that target person as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you said, okay, what content do men that are looking to build up their abs want, you know, and then you could start, you'll, you'll find tons of different ideas out there and, uh, and you start putting out content on the platform you want. It could be on, you know, if it's on Facebook, it's just a post a day or a little video a day or a live a day where you're showing yourself workout and you're showing your abs and all that stuff, right? Then you start to, to build up this like authority and this repertoire and you start sending them to, I kind of go back and forth, but either your lead magnet or directly <laughs> to, or to your affiliate program, back and forth, right? Always have a call to action, piece of content, call to action. And that's either straight to your lead magnet so you can capture their email and, and email them affiliate offers or you send them straight to an affiliate offer depending on the content. Um, and then it's really like it's content mode. Like that's what I've been, I've been in content mode for like 18 months now. It's just like, everything's created. My emails are ready. My lead magnets are ready. Just put out content to who your dream audience is and they'll Mm -hmm. come in and buy. And it, it sounds simple, but kind of is that simple. It's just the fact that you've got to put out a whole lot of content. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about content, you need like different angles to like attract different kind of people, right? Because some people will um, relate to how you say one thing this way and some people will uh, relate to this when you say it another way. Yeah, absolutely. Like different desires. Like you never quite know what the, the core desire is of your audience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like if, it, um, if I do like an email sequence selling an affiliate product, two or three of those emails will kind of, they'll hit the sub they'll be like the exact same structure of the email but they'll hit a different core desire um if that makes mm-hmm. sense so like the subject line could be like want stronger abs or want sexier abs and then why is the desire want your wife to love your abs right like i'm, I'm hitting it from different angles like what is their their desire and each one of those will get different guys to click into the email right and then mm-hmm. and then it, it's kind of targeted around that desire wow yeah that's a great breakdown um yeah, I think that is what um, that makes a lot more clear to people um, what different angles mean because, like, <laughs> often it's pretty vague. vague um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to talk a bit more about your biggest problems when getting into the affiliate marketing space because, like, a lot of people are struggling with um, putting themselves out there on video and. You were having the same um, issue when you were on your YouTube video, first video, right? So, yeah. um, 
yeah, what what kind of problems did you have uh, when you got got started in affiliate marketing space, and how did you overcome them? Uh, so a big one was pride. So I was like, you know, I looked at this guy's vacuum cleaner website, and it looked it looked so easy, right? And I was like, I can do that. So no, I didn't get mentors. I didn't buy any trainings. I watched like I was just I just went and did it, and I got stuck in like go mode, you know. And uh, and so if I would have learned a little bit more about like how to write really good content and you know what keywords to go for and how to find those keywords and stuff like that i would have spent a lot less time spinning my wheels and learning those lessons and so that first blog failed because i just didn't um i didn't spend enough time letting the experts teach me right and i spent a lot of time just just going because it, it felt like it looked easy i was like i can write i can design a blog i you know and that's all this is is writing and designing a blog and so you know a lot of uh, a lot of pedaling the wheels. Um, and then, and that's the opposite problem. So a lot of people have like the reverse problem, right? They, they get stuck in learn mode and they don't ever like start applying what they're learning. They just buy courses and watch YouTube videos and they love the idea of it. And like someday I'm going to do this, but they don't. And yeah. both are wrong, right? I was wrong. They're wrong. There's this like beautiful crisscross where you're, <laughs> where you're learning and then you're instantly taking what you learn and trying to apply it to something. And that's where like the winners, that's like what the winners do. Um, and so that was probably a big one. Um, what was another big one? Another big one is is quality of content. And this is something I still struggle with. I was like, hey, did a little keyword research. This is the keyword. Pump out some content, right? Like, and, yeah. and Google, Google will show it and, and I'll make some money. Um, and so I didn't focus on the fact that like, hey, there's a real person somewhere this content has to appeal to, right? Like yeah. it has to be quality enough that a real person is watching it. He's continuing to watch it or read it and he's getting value from it and in the beginning it was like i just whip out some kind of post try to get an affiliate link in there and even the posts that started to rank did very poorly in sales because they just they weren't appealing posts they weren't quality posts like people wouldn't read them for very long um people weren't like oh i trust this guy you know this is a this is a great article this is so helpful I, i love spencer's blog and so that's like a mind shift i'm still kind of working on it's like okay there's a is, is thinking of the real person watching this and thinking, how am I going to make this so valuable? That this person's like, I've got to, you know, subscribe or put in an email or buy this product. Like I've got to do some action here because this was so well done and so yeah. high quality. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I want to go a little bit deeper um, into the quality content thing. Um, what, how would you, like, how do you um, get people to, um, to watch your content, listen, uh, or read your content, or like I've seen your, I, I've seen your um, TikTok video. You go a little bit deeper on what to do, in the start, and to get more watch time. So, could you get a, a go a little bit deeper into that? Uh, yeah. So, how you get people to watch like the YouTube videos or TikToks or whatever? Right. Um, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, a lot of it is cutting out fluff. So you'll find, and I'm, I'm getting better at this now as I go back and watch my own videos, but you'll find when you sit down and make like a piece of content, a lot, especially video content, you tend to just kind of ex- expound a little too much on things. You'll, you'll talk about something for way too long. You'll, you know, you'll mm-hmm. try to point three different ways instead of just one. And you lose people every time they're like, they get the point and they want you to move on. And so, um, yeah, getting through the, like getting through it quickly is actually really really helpful 
um, still giving them all they need, but never giving them more than they need, right? Once a mm -hmm. point, once a point is made, the point is made. Moving on, um, and then like in that video, I talked a lot about the the hook. Um, people, in my experience, people commit to watching a movie in the first five to ten seconds. Like in YouTube, maybe thirty seconds, but on like TikTok, it's like three seconds. They they either mentally commit to like, okay, I'm gonna hang around and see what this is all about, or I'm out of here. And so you need you need them to ask a question that that's what makes people commit is mm -hmm. they need a quest. They have a question that isn't answered and it's gotta be answered. Like they have to know what's going to happen. And so in the TikTok video, I gave an example of like the, uh, what was it? The, the example I showed, Oh, it's some guy, it's like prank videos, right? Yeah. So they'll start, they'll start right at the beginning and he's like holding a bucket of water over someone's head, you know, and then mm -hmm. they'll, and that's the very first five seconds. And then it'll backtrack and kind of set up the prank. But you've yeah. already committed, right? You're like, I gotta know what that girl's gonna do when he dumps water on her head, right? I gotta see it. <laughs> and so, and so they've already mentally committed to watching through your first intro now because you took you you hooked them in that first five ten seconds. Um, yeah. And so, like I always say, like you can make unbelievable statements that they're like, no way, like that's insane. This video can't do that. Like in this video, I'm gonna show you, and you make something that's just like out of this world crazy, yeah. and they have to see it now. Um, action reaction, which is like the, like I talked about in the TikTok video, like what is the reaction of this person going to be? Things like unboxings, right? Like what's inside here? And they're like, I don't know. And <laughs> so there's lots of ways to do it. But if you watch like big, big, big uh, YouTubers and stuff like that, that's what they're doing is they're hooking you. And then, and then they kind of start into the story and stuff like that. And then, and they roll with it, but you're already committed. So they could, they'd have a little more leeway to kind of fluff it up. <laughs> True that. Yeah, thank you so much for this. Yeah, it, it really helps. Um, I think it will help a lot of people too. Um, so, um, a lot of people, a lot of people are struggling with uh, their time management. So, um, maybe could you go and like a little bit talk about um, how do you manage your time um, and like. What activity do you do to move the needle forward in your business? Um, I'm not my not my forte, but I do do some stuff. <laughs> so I've got like a to do list, like a digital to do list, and uh, every week I'll I'll build it out. Like every Friday, I'll build it out for the next week. Um, but it's really really simple. It's like five things. Like hey, I, if if I get these five things done by the end of next week, I've had a successful week. And I try not to do anything else until those five things are done. So like Monday, okay. I'll typically do one or two of them, Tuesday, one or two of them. And uh, and then if, you know, Wednesday, Thursday hits, I'm like, okay, I've got my five core things done. Then I can go on to kind of some of these side distraction projects and things like that. But if you just stop and think like, what would make this week good? It's like, oh, I need to build a lead magnet and I need to build a landing page. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, then that's all you got. Don't do anything else until those have been done that week. Um, because we always seem to fill our time with stuff, right? Like we get in and we're like, okay, I'm going to check my email. I better check Facebook to see if anybody commented on my affiliate post, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll make an affiliate post. Maybe I'll make a little post on Facebook. And so you get stuck in kind of this like, la, 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 you know, and then the week comes and you still have a lead magnet. It's like, oh, that was the one thing I wanted to do this week. <laughs> so I would say pick just a few. If you're, if you've got a job and you're doing this like on a side hustle, it could just be like two things like, Hey, this week is yeah, the lead magnet and the landing page. Right. Um, this week, I could. I just want to put out one piece of content every single day, or one piece of content for the week on YouTube, or something like that. Mm. Um, so, that, and that, and that's really all I, I primarily do. And then, I, I kind of feel I spend four or five hours a day on that core list, and and then just a little bit on the kind of like people talking to me and chatting and interviews and things like that. Um, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, so you've talked a lot about um, publishing content, right? And I think I, this is a big one for a lot of people. Um, and I was I was the same. Um, I had the problem that I didn't want to publish content ever because I was afraid of like being judged and stuff like this. Um, what would you suggest to someone who doesn't want to publish but still uh, wants to grow his business? What would you tell him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> go get a job. Um, <laughs> And that that might be what I really tell someone. Like, you don't have to do video. So, like, people are like, I'm not comfortable on video. That's great. You know, there's a blog. There's Instagram. You know, one of those have a ton of video involvement. But, uh, in fact, like, Chris Fong is one of my good friends. He, he yeah. runs Smart Business Trends. Does not like video at all. Makes 20000 bucks a month off his blog, right? Like, you don't have to be good at video. Um, but if you're not willing to put out any content, um, like, that's that's the name of the game in 2020. The, the content is king. And... Um, I'm. Tr I can't think. I can think of very few things where you're making money without putting out content in in some form, even if it's a Facebook post. That's content. Mm. So at least in affiliate marketing, right? I think there's other side hustles that don't require that. But but affiliate marketing, if you're not putting out content, you just you're just. I mean, I guess you could run ads. You could try running ads, see if you can run ads. But that's content, right? Like there's no difference from making an ad than sure. making a post. So anyway, yeah, I'd say go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. So but people will realize now, hopefully, that uh, there's no other way than publishing content. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is what it is. It's what I do all day. It's what almost every affiliate does all day. Yeah. True that. Um, so, like, you talked about um, activities you do. And what, what daily activities are the ones that move the needle forward in your business? Um, yeah, that's the one, like it's, uh, because I've already got a system in place. And so like what we just talked about, like build a landing page, build an email sequence, build a few lead magnets or, or one lead magnet, mm -hmm. and then, you know, pick a few core offers that you can promote. Once that system is done, right. And your, your email, you've got an email sequence a couple months long, then really the only thing that's moving your business forward is building up a bigger audience, making your email list bigger, um, putting more people into that. Right. And then the more you, people you put in your email list, the more money you make. And so, um, like I'm like that's literally the only thing that's putting my pushing my needle right now is building a bigger audience, and yeah. everything else is in place. So, um, we're back to that create content card again. <laughs> <laughs> it always leads back to that. It card. always <laughs> does. Oh, uh, cool, cool. So, um, how do you actually build your like build your tribe audience? How do you grow it? Um, what is the like for beginners, how do they grow their audience? Um, yeah, so it, I mean, it depends on the platform, right? YouTube, Facebook, um, you've got to pick one, mm -hmm. and you be you become the master of that of that of that uh, platform. So if it's blogging, you buy a course, you watch three YouTube videos a day on it, right? And you're constantly getting a little better and trying new things and, and putting out new content in your blog. And it's it's really like it's just a slow growth thing, but but once you master a platform, whether it's YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is, it's almost like you can do it at will, right? Like you could you could switch over to a new uh, niche or a new category, a new channel, a new uh, brand new account, and you could blow it up instantly because you understand exactly how that algorithm works and what what feeds in and succeeds on that specific algorithm. 
And, uh, and so, yeah, I would just say become the master of, of one specific platform. And so for me right now, it's like, I'm, I spend so much time buying YouTube courses and watching YouTube videos on how to do good on YouTube. And then, and then going and watching the big YouTubers and like taking notes on how their structure is and stuff like that, like how everything that they're doing. And, um, you just slowly, I mean, it takes years, but you become the master of a specific platform. And, and that's when you can, you can make money at will as an affiliate because you can put out content that gets eyeballs and builds audiences very, very easily. Um, and so then, then the second thing is, right, you've chosen your niche, you've chosen your, your, your um, category, and you've, you need to create this, this person, you need to create this uh, persona of who your content is for. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this guy's name is John. This is what he likes. These are his desires, right? And then all your content needs to appeal to John. And if your content is every single time appealing to the same person or the same group of people, um, that's that's when you start to grow. And, and you'll find that like YouTube and, and Google and all these algorithms, they start to figure that out, like who your content is for. And they're like, okay, every time you, this guy puts out content, it does well with this group of people that have these interests and have also watched these videos or read these posts. Right. And then mm-hmm. it gets to the point, like when I put out a, a YouTube video um, and it, it, all it has to have is affiliate marketing somewhere in the title. And I rank for affiliate marketing, like for a couple of days, just that single keyword because YouTube has just figured it out. Like, Hey, that's what this guy's audience is. That's what his content's about. That's who it appeals to. It always seems to do well with that audience. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you so much for yeah. breaking this down. Yeah, um, like I'm, I'm learning while uh, interviewing you too. So <laughs> always learn from the masters, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing we haven't talked about in detail yet is um, starting with with affiliate marketing, paid versus organic side. Um, what's your take on this? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, all, I'm an organic guy. Like I don't even do a lot of retargeting that I probably should do because it's leaving money on the table, <laughs> but I really just like creating content and stuff. Um, so once again, like they both work. Um, I find that organic builds passive income better than paid. Right. So like in, in a, let's say you run paid ads, you might make some quick money. You might be able to scale just like you would if like, you know, we talked about like the social media platforms, you'll make some faster money. Um, but as soon as your ad account gets shut down, as soon as that ad stops being profitable, um, you're you're back to square one again, starting and trying to find that profitable ad and trying to find that versus, you know, my YouTube channels up to <clears throat> between two channels, I'm up to $3,500, $4,000 a month. And pretty much nothing can happen unless YouTube decides to remove me to, to mess with that money, right? I could disappear for a month. I could disappear for three months and that income will change very little. And YouTube ad revenue, same thing with uh, um, the, the affiliate products that the YouTube channel is promoting. And so mm. I think going organic, especially on the search engine side, like YouTube and, and Google is is the way to go to, to build up a passive income and to, to build up that hammock lifestyle. And that's not to say you can't make crazy money with paid. Um, mm but it's crazy money that can be turned off, you know, on the flick of a switch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're, yeah. I love, I love your view on this. Um, and, um, yeah, organic is literally, um, when people start, they learn the marketing and sales skill, right? When they start organically, it's, um, yeah, you'll, you'll learn copy in like when you're doing ads, but, um, 
Yeah, you won't have yeah. to. S go ahead. Oh, no, I said, yeah, I was agreeing. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted to say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was letting you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could say something, though. I, was, I always got something to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I should have said, but if you're a beginner, don't ever go paid because it's just. Right, like you'll learn those lessons, like you just talked about. You'll learn those lessons. You'll learn copy as you put put organic stuff out there. You'll yeah. start to learn, oh, like this worked, this worked, this worked, this didn't work. But wouldn't you rather learn those, like what works and what doesn't work, lessons for free as opposed to, you know, blowing money, blowing your whole budget on ads? <laughs> now you now you've learned the lesson, but it doesn't matter because you don't have any money left to spend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what happened uh, in my beginning. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, been there. <laughs> yeah, done that. Uh, learned from it. <laughs> Good. Hey, we learned. Yeah. Um. So uh, I want. I want to talk. Like now, we talked a bit about copywriting. So, um, what is the difference, um, in your opinion, between copywriting and content writing? Um. <laughs> good question. Uh, I guess when you're asking it that way, copywriting would be selling. So copywriting is built to um, get get an act, make them take an action, mm -hmm. and, and so it's very different. It's very persuasive and things like that. Content writing um, can have a variety. Like it can be very informational. And like when I write content for my blog, it's very very informational. And then I, you know I'm, I've got pop ups and things like that that come in. But I'm really just trying to help this person with whatever it is they're having a problem with. And then, you know, through pop-ups and through other things, I'll try to, to market them and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not like, like when I'm writing a piece of content from my blog, I'm not just like hammering this sales of this affiliate stuff, right? Like I'm not, how can I persuade them to, to click on this link and buy this product? <laughs> it's, it's much more natural. Yeah, true. Um, so uh, like how yeah, you, you talked about persuasiveness of, of copy versus content. Um, do you have like kind of a framework how to frame your copy or content um, that you could share? A framework for my copy? Yeah. Uh, or my content? Uh, either. I don't, I'm not great at frameworks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like, so my content, um, my content is different depending on the type of post. So I have three frameworks, I guess. I've got an informational post, I've got a versus post, and I've got a review post okay. that go out or, or a video, whichever you want to call them. So an informational one um, has its has its own framework, a like a versus or a comparison, like the best uh, the best X for Y. I've got a framework that, that I use for that. And I actually can't even like, it's on paper and so I don't have it in my head. <laughs> I just give it to the writer or the, and I, and they, they run with it. Um, and then I've got a review framework that I use. Um, but yes, I do have a framework that I use whenever I do those and whenever I hire out and that's very, very helpful. And those are the three like types of content that I put out and I just follow the the framework when I do it. Okay. So kind of vague, but I, I, I don't have it in my head, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, like thank you for sharing because I, I think it's um, yeah a lot of people struggle with uh, content writing uh, so uh, I think it's it's a good help to push them in the right direction. Yeah, and and writing is super hard, right? And like some people are really good at writing, and some people it'll take a long time to like really get good at writing. Um, if you're like really bad at writing, you 
get really good at outsourcing because you find <laughs> the right, you know, you can find some really good riders for, for crazy cheap right now. Um, but they're really hard to find. And, and then one, they're hard to find. And two, they're hard to, to a lot of times show exactly what you're looking for. Mm. So it's okay if you suck at writing, get really good, like find a framework, buy it from someone if <laughs> you have to, right? Get a framework. And then um, like my framework came from Authority Hacker. It's, it's not 100% theirs, but it's pretty close. So find mm. someone who's got a f- good framework and then get really good at hiring and outsourcing and you'll do as well. Maybe even better. You'll have more passive income than eventually <laughs> than other people. Yeah. Um, like one question that popped up is how to be effectively persuasive. How to be effectively persuasive? Yeah. Um, I kind of have a different take on this than a lot of people. I think a lot of it, this comes before. So like I built up an audience mm. and I don't sell them a lot. I like put out a lot of just content and, and the content has purposes, right? It's, I, I want to build a relationship with them. So they trust me. And then yeah. two, so one, they, you know, they trust that I have their interest in heart. And then two, I want them to view me as an authority figure. And if they have both those, you don't have to be as persuasive, which I'm not like, I'm not a great copywriter and I don't tend to hire copywriters very often. Mm. But what I have done is I've built up a relationship where they know me, they trust that I'm not going to promote something bad to them. And they also, they believe I'm an authority and that I know what I'm talking about. And if I, if I say do this, then it's a good idea to do. And if you build up that ahead of time, right. And you do that, you do that through, through your emails and through your videos and stuff like that. Then when it comes time to sell, I mean, it could be as simple as like, Hey guys, this is incredible. You should buy it. You know, you obviously like better copy would do better than that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you'll get, you'll, you'll get sales from just that simple statement <laughs> um, because the, the trust is there. Yeah. So like when I say build authority, right, that's where a lot of like the teaching and stuff that I'm doing and I'm at these like case studies and stuff, like I'm building authority, like, wow, I can't believe we did that. Or like, wow, that just had an eye-opening moment in my head. And when yeah. they have that eye-opening moment, I'm now an authority in their eyes. Like, wow, Spencer opened my eyes to that. Um, and then trust, um, one one thing is video, like put out a little, put out a video, send them to a video, just seeing you, like that builds trust just like by seeing you talk and like turning you from a, a name on a page to a person. Yeah. Um, and then, and then just being really real with stories. So trust comes from stories and videos and um, you, you combine those two and your copy won't have to be miraculous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this take on, on copy. Yeah. It's, it's a lot about pre-framing them before you want to sell them something. Right? Yeah. Years of like relationship building go into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's business is about relationships. Uh, it's about people and relationships and it's not about you or me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. And mm-hmm. um, so like looking at the time, I kind of want to talk about uh, you and your future plan a bit. So what is the next step for you now? And where do you see yourself in, let's say, 12 months from now? Um, so I love affiliate marketing and I like it's what I want to do forever. It's what I want to teach forever. And I've come to see and then you and everyone's probably come to see that there's like uh, a massive portion of the industry that's really spammy. That's just like, <laughs> I'm going to make money off my affiliates and then they're going to go and like get other people, you know, sell the same garbage to other people. And like, it's all about <laughs> just, it's all about just making money not about like helping anyone. And I, I feel like affiliate marketing is such a cool business model because it really, if, if it's done right, right. You can help people. 
for free, really help people for free and make a crazy amount of money on one process, right? You can help people for free without selling anything and still make a ton of money. And it's like, well, what other business can do that? Yeah. Um, and so I want to build, like, I want Buildapreneur in the long run to be like the hub. Like it's the place where affiliate, like good affiliate marketers go for community. That's like the Facebook group. It's where they know they can go to get any question answered. Like good people that aren't trying to scam them are in there. It's the place like we're building softwares right now that'll help people in tracking and things like that. So it's, it, we're going to be like the, the the hub of software for affiliate marketers. Um, and then it's the place people go to learn and um, to learn affiliate marketing better and in a more honest way than anywhere else. And so that's kind of the goal is Buildapreneur will be like the hub for new people to go learn affiliate marketing and, and in a safe way and learn it uh, in a right way. And all the resources they need will all be somewhere you know, through Buildapreneur. That's kind of the goal. Okay. Awesome. I love this. And yeah, like you said, a lot of people are just in this game to tell their affiliates, uh, promote my stuff and yeah. <laughs> spam it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And it so, makes money in the little, in the short run. Yeah. But... Yeah. It's not long-term uh, thinking. Yeah. And yeah, I really love that you, you're just, you're really humble and honest and you want people to like, you want to help people honestly, genuinely. And that differentiates you so much from all of the other people in, in this space. It's insane. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let me check real quick. Yeah. I, I talked about, um, now I remember the question I wanted to ask. Um, Your, your group is at like over 15,000 members now, right? Um, mm -hmm. So how did you get to build a group that's that big? Um, yeah, good question. So one thing is I turn it into kind of the hub. So a lot of my YouTube videos will bring up the group like, oh, by the way, you want to learn affiliate marketing, you know, and like be connected into the greatest community ever, join this group. My email sequence sends people to the group. Um, whenever I'm doing like a live or anything, it is done in the group and so that people have to join the group to get access to that stuff so a lot of it has been that is i've like kind of tried to turn this group into a a hub and a lot everything points to the group uh, my blog my website points to the group um but then the second way is uh like we work pretty hard to make the environment a good environment um and so i don't sell to them a lot because if people feel like they're just in a group like you just had the group to sell to people right they're not going to love it i probably sell <laughs> two times a year i'll make a i'll do a, a promotion hard in the group um i'm i'm very strict on like people that like respect in the group so people come they can ask questions they can um you know have discussions and stuff like that and i'm very strict that you that they won't be sold to they won't be put down we like we remove hundreds of people like we've removed over a thousand people and blocked over a thousand people from the group for spamming or for being like just for being rude to people you know yeah. and so kind of like working hard to make sure like hey, it's a place where people go where they're comfortable posting and um i've worked really hard to make sure that there's never ever been a question that didn't go unanswered in the group and so when someone has a question it gets answered and that then they come back for more questions right and uh if someone else doesn't answer it i'll always make sure that i do like every morning i log in check whatever, you know, five, 10 questions, get them all answered. Um, so that's probably the second thing is, and then I haven't been good at this lately. In the beginning, there was a lot of content coming out in the group, like a lot of engaging content to get Facebook to see that it was worth showing to other people. Yeah. And 
um, right now, like I'm really, really in on this YouTube channel and my blog. And so like, that's kind of taken a, the group has taken a slight hit with that. <laughs> um, but it's still there as like the hub and stuff. I'm just not, Facebook isn't promoting it as much because, uh, I'm not making it as engaging. Um, but anyway, probably like th those three, those three things. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. This is like great, great tips. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've kind of wondered how you're managing to do that, like answering every single question in your group. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. <laughs> yes, it's about, it takes probably 30 minutes to an hour a day. I'm in there and just get questions answered and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, like, like you can tell, it's really worked. Like over time, it's, it, you know, we're doing that same strategy for a long time. It's, it's worked. And now a lot of people that have had their, that have been helped by the group will help. And so you'll like yeah. a lot of questions will get answered before I ever get there. Because someone's like, oh, Automation Nation, I was in there and, you know, someone answered my question, I'm going to answer so-and-so's question. Yeah, yeah, you, you created a community that helps uh, each other out. It's, it's really nice and cool of you that you're doing this. Um, yeah, and people can see that you, you're in this to help them and not about money and all the other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, they catch on fairly quickly, right? Like where they might buy one thing from you, but it doesn't take long for people to be like, okay, like this person, you know, like I'm, I'm a, yeah, they're just milking me. <laughs> <Yeah>. True that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last question that I have for you is where can people find you? Uh, the goal is everywhere, but <laughs> right now, <laughs> um, probably like the hub. If you go to buildapreneur.com slash free, um, that's where I, all these lead magnets I've talked about, that's where like all my free trainings and stuff reside. Go there, pick what you need to know the most, put in your email address, and you found me. Like I'll find you from then on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also like a subscribe, I would go subscribe on YouTube because um, that's weekly. Probably my best content comes on YouTube. I put the most time into it and it's free. Yeah, and it's awesome content. <laughs> yeah, we're we're putting like I'm really trying hard these days. Some of this stuff, we've got some really fun stuff coming out that's like two months in the making and stuff. So. Can't wait to see it. So. Yeah, I can't wait to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you again for your time, and we're running over time now. So um, yeah, thank you again for your time, and yeah, I had the privilege um, to interview you today, and. See ya, everyone. Thank you. We'll see ya. Thank you for listening to the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast with your host, Pascal. If you love the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time. <laughs>